Welcome back to Score Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode 119. It's 119 episodes through. And I got action-packed episode planned for you. NBA playoffs just started playing, finishing up all that great stuff going on in the NBA. John Ram just won the Masters. College basketball, bunch of news. NFL too, as we have the draft coming up later this month. Stay tuned for action-packed episode 119. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode 119, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. I have my NBA awards show coming up later on the episode. Obviously, the NBA play-in started off. Lakers took down the Timberwolves. Heat lost to the Hawks. That's what's going on in the play-in right now. Time of this recording. Mavericks got knocked out of the playoff race. Kind of crazy right there. Knocked out of the play-in race as well. Kind of tough Mark Cuban in the squad. Kyrie Irving, really bad for them. Zion Williamson, obviously same with him. He says... When Zion feels like Zion, Zion will play. That's basically what he said. When I feel like Zion, I'll play. Well, this team needs you. When you're on the team, when they were playing with Zion Williamson this year, they were a top three seed. Regardless of anything, they were a top three seed. They could have been this year's Sacramento Kings if Zion Williamson played the second half of the season. That didn't even happen. He didn't even come close to it. Hasn't played since January 2nd. It's becoming a recurring thing. I don't think the Pelicans like it. I don't think Zion likes it. I don't think anybody likes it at all. It's not good for the NBA to have your marquee player could be your marquee player after the LeBron era, after this big era. Zion could have been that. I don't know if he can anymore with all these injuries. Let's go to NFL with an interesting week. Saquon Barkley announced today that he will not sign his franchise tag. A little bit interesting right there. Let's see how that goes, John, the rest of the offseason. They really prioritized Daniel Jones over Saquon Barkley, so that could be an issue right there. Lamar Jackson, really just in the gray area right now. Same with Aaron Rodgers, in that gray area. We don't really know what's going on. Devin White requested his trade at Tampa Bay. He says, all right, Tom Brady's gone. Let's see what we're going to get. Oh, we're going to go get Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I'm out of this place. Get me out of here. Devin White, Maybe contract issues, other things he wants out of Tampa Bay. Jeff Okuda, former top three overall pick, 2020 NFL draft, says, I'm going to go get traded to Atlanta. Detroit Lions got rid of Jeff Okuda. I don't think he really fit that Dan Campbell system at all. He can still lay out his feet in the league. Really had a tough first three years. You could say COVID year first year. That's a tough year for everybody in the NFL. Next year, same thing. And then last year, obviously some issues. So Jeff Okuda on his way to the Atlanta Falcons. Let me know your thoughts on that. On that move. So we're to college basketball. We interesting week. It's kind of the week where it's kind of the week where you get to see guys declaring, transferring. So we saw Hunter Dickinson tra- tra- uh, Hunter Dickinson transfer out of Michigan, a few other guys transferring. Maybe Deron Holmes. I reported that in the Squared Sports Twitter. Deron Holmes, Dayton Ford could be looking to enter the transfer portal. Posted that. Mackenzie McBacco, former five-star at Duke. He said, Give me out my LOI. I'm going to go to a different school. Decommit from Duke. Can't really do that when you're signed. He kind of did that right there. So Duke will release him of it. He's going to go over to a different school. Didn't really sign scholarship papers, everything like that. When Kyle Filipowski, Duke star player at ECC, freshman year, announced that he was coming back to school. Mackenzie Mbako says, hey, I'm going to get out of this recruiting class. I'm going to go to a different school. Your thoughts on that in the comments section. That's part of the headlines this week. Now, take of the week. This week's take of the week. It's an interesting one. I want to talk about an issue in the NBA that's been an issue in the NBA for years now. Load management. You say, why are you bringing up load management now? We're in the playoffs. There's going to be no more load management. Here's why. You think of the top teams in the West seeding-wise. It's the Kings, Denver Nuggets, and the Memphis Grizzlies. Those are the top three seeds. When you think of who's the best teams in the West, regardless of seeding, you think of the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Lakers, these championship teams. Suns made the finals in 2021. Warriors won it last year. Lakers won it two years ago. So that's what we think of right there. When you think of the best teams in the West. When you think of the East, the best teams in the East are the top teams, the Sixers. 
the Celtics, the Bucks. Why is it different in the East than the West? Because I think it's been a thing in the NBA for years that the West is better than the East. That's why they got rid of All-Star games, because the West is just better than the East. That's why they got rid of conferences in All-Star games. That's why it's player drafting now. I think it's still like that, but there's a difference. The East doesn't rest their players. For the West, you got all the big stars in the NBA. You have LeBron James, you have Stephen Curry, you have Kawhi Leonard, you have all these guys, and they use load management. That's what's the issue right here. I think the Los Angeles Lakers in 2021, the year after they won the championship, they could have had another championship run that year if they didn't have so many injuries and they didn't put themselves in a horrible situation as the seventh seed. They could have made the finals if they were a better seed. They made the playoffs as a seventh seed, but they were a horrible seed because of low management, LeBron injury, a bunch of other issues. That's why I think the issue is right here. I don't see a Denver Nuggets, Memphis Grizzlies, or Sacramento Kings title contenders. I consider the Suns, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors as title contenders, but it's tough to get through that. That's the issue right here with the NBA, load management, and then same for the East. Top teams in the East are the top seeds. They don't rest players. Differences like that in the West. That's my thoughts. That's about for Take the Week. All right, let's do our weekly top five, everybody. This week's top five is my top five NBA playoff hot takes entering the playoffs out of the plan. Let's hop into it. Number five, the Golden State Warriors will sweep the Sacramento Kings, the six versus three matchup that we all love. Not really, but still an interesting matchup. In the East, it's Nets versus Sixers. That'll be a good matchup. And in the West, we got the Golden State Warriors, reigning champions, going up against Sacramento Kings, a team who hadn't made the playoffs in the past 15 years up until the season. You know I'm picking that one. No shade, Sacramento Kings. You had a great year. I think talent-wise, clutch-wise, the Golden State Warriors are more superior, way more superior than the Sacramento Kings. This is even close for me. Warriors sweep the Kings. That's number five to advance the Western Conference semifinals. Number four, the Knicks get a series win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's go. Knicks made the playoffs 2021. They lost to the Atlanta Hawks in five games. I think they turned the tables this time. Sorry, Donovan Mitchell. Sorry, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. This team is dynasty potential. Cleveland Cavaliers. If they can do something in the playoffs this year, which I don't think they will, I think they'll lose to the New York Knicks. If they can do something in the playoffs this year, that's a great step for you. Darius Garland, Dalvin Mitchell, Evan Mobley for years to come. No debate about it, though. Knicks do beat the Cavaliers this one. More focus on the Knicks right here. Julius Randle, we don't know if he's going to be back from injury, but Juliet, I mean Jalen Brunson, just what a free agent signing. Obviously, that hurt the Mavericks so much and obviously helped the Knicks out so much. I think Knicks could still attack a player like Damian Lillard in the offseason, trade up R.J. Barrett, who really didn't have a great season when people expected him to, for Damian Lillard, for a guy like that, though. Knicks, what move on to the East Conference semifinals. That's a hot take. Number four. Number three, the Lakers beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm taking upsets in the West. You want to know why? The best teams in the West are the teams that are seated lower. There we go right there. Lakers beat the Grizzlies 7-2 over two, upset. Number two, hot take, the Suns win the Western Conference. I think they do. I think they win it over... They're going to say worse. And the Sixers also win the Eastern Conference. That's going to be interesting because Sixers are going to have to go through the Bucks, the Celtics. But I think when you think about it, Joel Embiid is the most dominant player in the NBA when he's on. You see it the other night against Boston Celtics. They win that game 103 to 97. Joel Embiid is 50 points in that game. You can't stop him. James Harden could be the most dominant guard in the NBA when he wants to be. I love this right here. I think the Sixers make the NBA Finals and have the Phoenix Suns. You have so much talent in the court. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. I think that can surpass a team like the Golden State Warriors. Now, finally, number one, who wins the NBA championship? My 2023 NBA championship pick is my preseason pick. The Philadelphia 
76ers. I picked them in the preseason. I'm sticking out with it. Let's roll with it. Philadelphia 76ers win the championship. Big win right here for Doc Rivers. Joel Embiid's career as a superstar, Hall of Famer, James Harden, getting a ring. Love this right here. That's about for top five this week. Now, did you know this week's Did You Know is, did you know Tampa Bay Rays are off to the best start in the past 30 years of the MLB? They're 10 or right now. Best start in the past 30 years. I think the team beat them was that Lamb Braves in 1984. I think that's the record. 13-0 start. Let's see if the Tampa Bay Rays can top that. Best start in years of any MLB team. Tampa Bay Rays are accomplishing that right now. Didn't know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's about for Didn't Know this week. Now, said earlier, the NBA Awards Show right now, Squared Sports, third annual NBA Awards Show. Or it's like the fourth season NBA and Squared Sports. Now, we had the NBA Bubble. We had the year of the Bucks in the championship. We had the Gold State Warriors championship last year. Now, we have this season wrapping up NBA Awards Show. Let's hop into it. Who wins MVP? I have Joel Embiid, best player in the NBA, winning MVP. Here's why. Last week, I had him third on my standings. This week, I have him number one. I had Giannis and Nikola Jokic above him. Nikola Jokic had a bad week. Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't do too much. Joel Embiid went out and scored 50 points in a game where his team only scored 103. That's why Joel Embiid's MVP right here. Amazing season. JoJo gets his first MVP. Rookie of the year, Paolo Boncaro. No debate about it. I think Benedict Matherin had a great rookie season. I used my preseason pick to win rookie of the year. Jalen Williams obviously had a great rookie year. Walker Kessler. This is just a really good rookie class, in my opinion, but the award goes to Paolo Boncaro, star in the making. Defensive player of the year. This year's defensive player of the year is Jaron Jackson Jr. Everybody stepped up when John Morant was out for personal reasons, injuries, all that, and he had a great season. Entering that superstar territory, all-star of the season. I love it. Jaron Jackson, defense player of the year. Spartan gets defense player of the year. Coach of the year, Joe Mazzula, everybody. If you're told one month before the season, I don't care how good your team is. If you're told one month before the season, a long-time assistant coach, they're going to be the head coach of an NBA team, especially the Boston Celtics, and you're going to lead them to 50-plus wins, number two seed in the East, yeah, you're going to win coach of the year. No debate about it. Joe Mazzula, coach of the year, interim Coach of the year. A lot of great cans right here. You go at JB Bickerstaff, Mike Brown, even Jack K. Vaughn. 45 wins with a very depleted roster and midseason interim, all that. Jack K. Vaughn could have been a pick. I'm sticking with Joe Missoula. Most improved player of the year. No debate about it. For my New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson. Everybody been the best player for the Knicks all season long. Better than Julius Randle, in my opinion. I love Jalen Brunson. What a pickup that was for New York Knicks. I mean, people have said it. This is probably one of the best free agent signings we've seen in a long time. You know, we obviously have great trades. We don't always have great free agent signings. That's what the Knicks are right here. Great free agent signing. Really a diamond in the rough, even though he wasn't. I mean, he's still great, Jalen Brunson, last season. But this year really came on to things. He's most improved player, Jalen Brunson. No debate about it. And to round it out, who had the best single performance in the game this season? So any game. A lot of great cans. You could go with Luka Doncic, his 60-point triple-double. Nikola Jokic has some great games. Dame Lillard at 71 points in the game. But I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell's 71-point game. 56 points at one point, and then obviously, if they don't call that late, if they call that lean violation, doesn't get to 71. I still love that 71 points of Donovan Mitchell, though, because he kind of shocked the world with that 71-point game. Nobody had put up that many points in the game in forever, ever since Devin Booker did it on March 24th in, like, 2016. That was the last time we really saw a crazy game from a player. 71 points? It's ridiculous. That's top five all time in a scoring game. Yes, Damian Lillard has 71 points too. I think Donovan Mitchell's though is just a little bit revolutionary, a little bit game-changing, in my opinion. Really showing that it's so easy. If a player wants to do it, 
they could go off any given night in the NBA regular season. Playoffs, not so much. Regular season, yes. Damon Lillard one night said, hey, teammates, not passing you the ball. I'm going to go out and score 90. Try to score 90 that game, only got 71. But I'm just saying, it could happen. That's what's all right there, Donovan Mitchell. Best single performance of the year, Donovan Mitchell, 71 points. That's Bob for our NBA Award Show. All right, let's do a little Houston Rockets spotlight here. But you're saying, why are you doing a spotlight on the Houston Rockets? Here's why. They just fired their head coach, Steven Siles, and they have a very interesting offseason ahead of them. Everyone thought Jalen Green was going to be his all-world superstar. Jabari Smith didn't really have the greatest rookie season. He might make all rookie second team. I don't think he's going to make all rookie first team. He could make all rookie second team. Kevin Porter Jr., obviously on that awful contract. Let's see how that folds out this offseason. But I want to talk about it. Because I don't know who they're going to hire as head coach. They can hire Frank Vogel. Saw that name being thrown out there. They can hire James Borrego. I also saw that name thrown out there. Former Charlotte Hornets head coach. A few other names. You can go to the college game. You can see another NBA head coach leaving a team. I saw even Jason Kidd wanting to leave the Mavericks to go to the Houston Rockets. I don't know if that would happen, but that would be a little bit crazy. That's besides the point, though. I don't care so much on who they hire as the head coach. I care so much on what they do this offseason. Because you have a top three pick, no matter what. You have one of the best odds in the NBA, so that means you have one of the best odds of getting maybe the next Tim Duncan and Victor Wambanyama. I think Victor Wambanyama can be amazing. He can have that impact as a rookie. Ridiculous numbers as a rookie, Victor Wambanyama. He will win MVP. He's not going to be the GOAT of basketball, but he will have insane numbers out of France. So here's what I think right here. I've been told from someone in the NBA circle that James Harden could be coming back to the Houston Rockets this offseason. So we talked about before, but I heard it's a very likely thing to happen that James Harden, regardless of wins the championship, Go see Houston Rockets. I think this is kind of his last-ditch effort. If I win a championship, I win a championship. If I don't, I go back to Houston. I think that might happen right here with James Harden. I think he just goes back to Houston. So theoretically, you could have a lap next season of James Harden at point guard, Jalen Green at shooting guard, who will progress. You get rid of Kevin Porter. You have Jabari Smith Jr. at small forward. Let him progress. You have Alperen Sengun at power forward. It's a pretty good squad right there. And then you mix in Victor Wambanyama at center. It's hypothetical. You don't know if you're going to get James Harden. You don't know if you're going to get Victor Omaniala. But I'm saying there's a very high chance that both those things happen. If you have that roster, let's say it one more time. This is starting five, not a roster. Jalen Green, James Harden, Jafari Smith, Alperin Shangun, and Victor Omaniala? Who says no? That's a playoff squad in my opinion. I don't care if it's the Western Conference. That is a playoff squad. Leave thoughts on that in the comment section. That's about for the spotlight this week. All right, so I want to introduce a new segment to you all. Scores, sports, viewers, listeners, whatever you're watching or listening to this, I want to introduce a new segment. We'll call it the Schoolyard Sports Scoop. You know why we're calling it that? Because I've been getting scoop on some of these amazing stories these past few days. You can call it what you want. First story, Brian James going to USC. I think that's going to happen in the next coming days. I've heard that's going to happen in the next coming days from a very reliable source that Brian James goes to USC. I also said Boogie Ellis would be coming back. Boogie Ellis, of course, announced his return the next day. Next thing I revealed was Mackenzie McGopko, five-star, going to Duke. I said he would decommit because Kyle Filipowski would come back. This came out of nowhere. Nobody thought this was going to happen. And of course it happened. I reported it five days earlier before the rest of the world got it. For all these college basketball reporters, no shame to them. But I'm just saying, squared sports, the squared sports scoop. I had it first. And the next one, Kyle Filipowski, obviously, I said he'll come back. I'll announce it tomorrow. Announced it next day. Obviously, Kyle Filipowski. Big boost to that Duke squad for next season. Really excited for that Duke team next year. Especially, well, next thing, Deron Holmes. I said he would enter Transfer Portal. Heard that from a very reliable source. That he is entering Transfer Portal. Might be in the portal. The time is thing right now. But it will be in guarantee that Deron Holmes, Dayton Ford, is in the Transfer Portal soon. 
That's my thoughts right there. That's my Squared Sports group. So follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. If you want this crazy reliable news, obviously very coming quick, coming quick at you. McKenzie and Gopko news, nobody had that except for Squared Sports. Cal Filipowski news, Deron Holmes news. Come with us on this wave. Squared Sports, at Squared Sport, whatever you want to call it. Tune in. Now, let's do a little around the bases, everybody. And we'll be segment that we do every single year during the MLB season around the bases. Let's hop into it. MLB headlines, you can call it that, around the bases. Just talking about everything in the MLB. I'm going to start out with this. Salt Lake City proposed to MLB today that we want an MLB team. Do you want an MLB team to beat in Salt Lake City? This is where the Utah Jazz play. No NFL team there, but still could be an interesting topic. I don't know if that fits in summertime. I really don't like the idea. I don't know. Unless it's on top of a mountain. That could be a really cool view for the MLB Stadium. But Salt Lake City, All-Star Weekend was there this year. Nobody really liked it. I don't like that right there. Salt Lake City, MLB team, I say no. I, th- I say go after a Vegas team first. Go after a team in Oregon first. Another type of city. I don't love the idea of having a team in Salt Lake City. There's obviously the idea of the Rays having Montreal and Tampa Bay split and split. That could be interesting right there. I think MLB needs to focus on those ideas rather than the Salt Lake City idea right now. Now, let's move to the real news that MLB, the real games we have going on. First thing I want to talk about here is rookies, Corbin Carroll and Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker, 12 games into his MLB career, 12-game hitting streak. That's pretty crazy right there. Corbin Carroll played a little bit last year, coming up this year. Fastest player in the MLB. Already hit some huge dingers. A lot of home runs for him, so great start for these younger rookies right here. Luis Arias for the Miami Marlins. Batting 570 right now. This guy was the AL batting champ last year for average in the AL last year. Got traded over to Miami for Pablo Lopez. He's done great so far. He can win MVP with a 570 batting average right now. Really hitting the ball great. Luis Arias, great pickup from the Miami Marlins. This team's really improving in all sorts of ways these past few years. Miami Marlins, that rebuild's working out. Love that right there. Tampa Rays, we talked about them earlier in the episode. Obviously, they're undefeated. Up 6-1 right now. The time is recording against the Boston Red Sox. That's another dumpster fire in of itself. Tampa Rays, I didn't really expect this. I kind of expected downfall. I expected Rosarain after the WBC. Struggle a little bit. No, he's on a clip. He's on fire right now, looking like an MVP candidate. Love that right there. Add Tampa Rays. Pete Alonso, most home runs in MLB right now. I love Pete Alonso, maybe my favorite player in the MLB on my favorite team, New York Mets. Most home runs in MLB right now. Mets got a revenge series win against San Diego Padres this week. Obviously, they eliminated them in the playoffs last year, three-game series. Mets beat them in a three-game series this year. Love that. Shohei Otani, hitting dingers and striking out, guys. An insane rate. Looking like he could be another MVP. Shohei Otani, playing great. And now, that's about for Around the Bases this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, at the buzzer. Best blast. This week's at the buzzer. Let's do a little NFL draft talk. NFL draft in the next few weeks. Really excited for it. Obviously, Biggest thing, maybe one of the biggest episodes we have on Squared Sports every year. We have the big mock draft episode. Really excited for that. But still NFL draft talk. Top five players in the NFL draft, regardless of where I think they're going, regardless if I think they're good or not, these are the top five overall NFL draft players, regardless of position. I just think they're going to make an impact. They're going to have a great NFL career. If I had to bet, these top five guys are going to have the best NFL careers. Number one, let's hop into it. Bryce Young, number one. Quarterback, solid. He's going to have a great NFL career. I don't think there's a single player in this class who you say, this guy's the greatest player of all time. He's the GOAT. He's this and that. I don't think there's a guy in this class who is like that. That might come back to bite me, but I'm going to say it right there. There's not a guy in this class who's going to be the greatest of all time. There's going to be Hall of Famers in this class. I think Bryce Young's going to be one of them, but I don't think there is a guy who's going to be best quarterback of all time, best running back of all time, best defense player of all time. I don't see that in this draft class. I just see a lot of solid guys in this draft class like Bryce Young. 
really solid quarterback at Alabama, has his knocks. I will admit that. I've said that before in the past. I've been critical of him. I still like him, though. Number one, I think he goes to the Houston Texans. This is not a mock draft. That was just a big board. Number one, Bryce Young, best player in the NFL draft. Number two, Will Anderson. Will Anderson, really a great defensive end. Had an up-and-down year at Alabama, but still, so much raw talent. Really excited for him in the NFL. I want to see him on a solid team. See him win Defense Player of the Year. See him be the next Nick Bosa, Chase Young. Really excited for Will Anderson. Watch his career. Number three, Bijan Robinson. This is very high for Bijan, but this is regardless of draft value, regardless of anything. If you're going to have a good career, or if you're not, regardless of position, regardless of draft value, Bijan Robinson is number three. He's going to go into the NFL team, whatever team it is, and he's going to be a Pro Bowler's rookie year. He's going to have 1,000 yards his rookie year. He's going to have a great 10 to 15-year career, whatever it might be, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer at the end of the day, in my opinion. That's why I like uh, Bijan Robinson right there, because he's going to be utilized better with the NFL team than he was at Texas. He fits the pro game better than he did the college game. Bijan Robinson, number three. And don't get me wrong, he was a beast at Texas. Number four, Jalen Carter. He has his knocks. The personal issues, the word, everything like that. I still think he's a good football player, though. No matter where he goes. Obviously, the maturity issues, that will get fixed. Everything like that will get fixed in the NFL. So that's why I like Jalen Carter, number four. Still raw talent, like Will Anderson. Second best defense player in this class. I really love Jalen Carter. I might have Tyree Wilson or Miles Murphy going higher than them on a mock draft, but I think at the end of the day, Who's the better player? It would be Jalen Carter over all these guys. He's number four. And number five, the second quarterback over here, CJ Stroud, hyper accurate, without a doubt. So tall, and you run the ball, he's going to go over to Carolina. Hopefully, he'll be a 10 15 year starter for them. I think he's going to be a Panther. 10 year, 15 starter, that's great for you right there. Come a Hall of Famer at the end of the day. I see this class having a lot of Hall of Famers, not a GOAT on any position, but a lot of Hall of Famers. A lot of solid. That's what you want at an NFL draft class. I think these five guys, all the potential to make the Hall of Fame. That's a stretch. Because these guys haven't stepped foot on NFL field. I don't care, though. This is my top five players in this year's NFL draft. And that's about for at the buzz this week. Now, question of the day. This week's question of the day is, would you rather have the All-Star game be mid-season like the NBA? Or would you rather have it be at the end of the season like the NFL? I'm going to say this right here. You can say you had an all-star season MLB, hit 30 home runs, and then hit zero home runs in the second half. That's not necessarily a great season. In the NBA, same thing. You'd have a great first half, horrible second half. NFL, you have a great first half, bad second half. You get no accolades. You're not a pro, but you're not all pro. That's interesting right there. So this interesting aspect of it. Would you rather have the all-star game at the end of the season or in the middle of the season? There could still be an all-star break, just a break, not really an all-star break in the middle of the season for these sports. I'm kind of preferring the idea about having end of the season because then you get to evaluate these guys on a full season of work, not necessarily just half season of work, have a body of work for a season. That's my take right there. Leave thoughts in the comment section. That's about for question day this week. That's about for Squirt Sports and Lane Frank, FG119. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram at Squirt Sports for awesome sports news and content. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter at Squirt Sport for breaking news and more content. Follow Squirt Sports on TikTok at Squirt Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review for the best. Sports content in the world. We'll be back next week. Episode 120. Stay tuned.